You're listening to the Best Box Podcast, where we talk about how to build healthy businesses and communities in the digital era. Hosted by tech entrepreneurs Tony Holbrook and Nicole Moore, and produced by photographer and musician Jake Warren, we share insights on how to connect, serve, and grow so you can thrive as a digital entrepreneur. All right, everybody, welcome back to our episode this week. Uh, This week, we have a guest, Brody, here, and it will be Tony and I again. So this is actually our episode two um, in our mental health series. So if you missed last week, go back and listen to that. We had a great episode with our coach, Elida. Um, So again, this this series this month is where we're hearing from some coaches, and Brody's one of our athletes, um, and just hearing everyone's kind of mental health stories and the impact of fitness and health um, on our communities. Uh, sorry, on them in their journey and on our community. Um, So we wanted to create this series again. We kind of mentioned this last week. It's kind of just a way for you to hear people's stories who have personally experienced the impact um, of fitness and movement um, in their journeys. And kind of same thing as last week as well. So just um, letting everybody know that we know that mental health is not as simple as like get your workouts in, drink your water, do your meditation, and you'll feel better. You know, if only we all wish it was it was that simple. And that everybody is different. Their treatment's different, supports different, medication, everything is unique. And we encourage everybody to you know talk to your doctor, reach out to resources, and you're not alone. I think we kind of hear that from everybody is when you're in it. Um, you feel alone and it's hard to reach out. Um, and so reach out to people and check in with them. And, you know, I saw something their day. It's like, reach out to your happy friends. Like you just really, really never know. And we kind of talked about that as well. It's just like, um, everyone's dealing with something in some way. Um, and just kind of bringing that to light is like, you know, um, it feels alone, but we're all here. So with that in mind, um, let's kind of jump into episode two. So welcome Brody. Thank you for having me. You bet. So um, why don't we kind of start with, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Who's Bro- What's Brody's life? It's funny. I feel like, I, I mean, I've known you guys for what, just over two years, almost three years now. So here's my intro to you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Brody Cameron. I'm 28 years young. Uh, I work as a welder fabricator as well as a firefighter for the township of Langley here in Aldergrove. Um, and I've been in the CrossFit space for yeah, around three years. It doesn't feel like it with all the interruptions we've had, but uh, this will be my third year with you guys. So, yeah. Awesome. awesome. Um, and we know Brody was a coach with us at campus. He got his feet wet in coaching. He's currently an athlete with us, which is awesome. Um, so why don't we kind of rewind then and kind of just like jump right into to sharing your story. So why don't you just start with like, what is your mental health story? And like, where did that start in your life or just your story? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try to keep it as short as possible. I don't want to mm. turn this into a, a therapy session for you guys, but uh, <laughs> that's it, what we're here it, for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, it started at a young age for sure, with without me even realizing it. Obviously, when you're a kid, you don't know what's happening in the in your brain, you know. Um, so I kind of thought it was a normal thing, and it, you know, it's not. Um, I lost my mom at a very young age, so not, I I was too young to, to know, to understand what was going on, but there were comments from, and my family, most supportive people ever. My dad is, you know, he's my hero. And it was just comments like, oh, your mom would be so proud over the years. Subconsciously, I guess that made me create, uh, an impossible bar to reach and, I've just found this out recently through going to therapy that, you know, that person's no longer here to validate that 
reaching that bar. So I've always been super hard on myself and, you know, the combination of those two things, it was kind of like, okay, I'm hard on myself. This person's not here to validate that, you know, I want them to be proud of me. And that's where my anxiety kind of roots from. So, hmm. yeah, I've had it for a, like the majority of my life. Anxiety has been huge and wasn't till 2017 where I was like, you know, I sat down with Shelby and was like, okay, something, something's off and it has been for a while. And, you know, I'm just now ready to talk about it. So I would have been, geez, early, early twenties, mid twenties. Um, I'm 28 now. So whoever can do the math on that. Um, but yeah, we, we sat down and eh, there you go. Had a, had a chat and in 2017, Shelby was like, I think you should, you know, reach out to somebody. And, you know, we all know the stigma of mental health, especially as a male, you know, no, I don't know. I'm fine. I can't, uh, can't talk to, not going to talk to anybody. I'll, I'll figure it out. Like it's, it, it's all good. Um, and then, you know, up until when was my first therapy session, almost a year to the date, um, I did reach out to somebody and you wouldn't believe how good it felt to actually sit down and, and have a conversation and, you know, start to peel back the layers of why I was feeling the way I was and, you know, start to take the steps, healthy steps to, uh, to try to figure those things out. And, and, you know, mental health, I don't think in my experience, it doesn't go away. Um, but you kind of change your relationship with it. So mm. ho hopefully that answered your question. I, I, that was a little long winded. I apologize, but. Oh no, no, for sure. Um, yeah. And um, I think it's interesting when you kind of say that you kind of had it all your life, but didn't, didn't realize. And I think that's something definitely like people's different experiences, whether they start experience at a younger age or not. It's sometimes when it's something <laughs> at a younger age or a thing, you just, don't really realize that other people aren't experiencing the same things you are because yeah. it's not like talked about enough or you're just like, isn't that how everybody feels? Like, does everybody totally. feel this way? Oh no, they don't like that. That is impactful. And then like kind of taking that, that first step in, in reaching out is like the hardest thing for, for sure. sure. So, for sure. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm an emotionally closed off person, so it was extremely difficult for me to you know, I could have the conversation with, with Shelby and that was kind of it. That was as far as I was willing to go to talk about this kind of stuff. And, you know, what, after I had my first therapy session that kind of prompted me to reach out to, you know, it's still a select few, you guys welcome to the select few now, um, talking about it, that kind of shows how far I've come with this stuff, but, uh, yeah, it's, it it's a horrible thing. Like, you know, so many people deal with it that you wouldn't think deal with it. I, I'm sure I have friends that still have no idea that, you know, it's something that I've dealt with, but you know, I'm now I'm confident and happy to have the conversation with mm -hmm. them. So mm -hmm. just that, just I, like, I, go ahead, Tony. I, I, I want to put an exclamation mark on that. Like the mental health thing never goes away piece of it, because like, obviously like from a young age, you're, you're dealing with physical health and fitness and that sort of thing, but yeah. the mental health is not there. And, and much like, you know, you're going through this journey and you might get to a place where you, you know, feel better, like a certain milestone in this journey. It, it doesn't really go away. Right. No. It's something that has to continue to be focused on and trained and, and, and that sort of thing, just like physical health, right? Like you can't just, yeah let things slip and go away that just i don't know it kind of rung, rung for me the way you stated that so. yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I think like before, you know, um, you just kind of shared like a year ago, kind of taking those first steps in therapy and you're like, Tony shared, like I've known you for three years and like people in my own past with my own like anxiety and experience with that was like, I would experience getting up in the morning, crying and not being able to even explain, like not putting a name on just that feeling you can't get rid of, but then you like get ready for the day and you show up and you like do your things. And then like, it's just something that, you know, it's kind of not for everybody and depending on people's journey with anxiety and depression and different things, but the ability to kind of mask what you're experiencing. And, you know, I can say from, you know, knowing over the years, like I didn't, I didn't know. And I think that's probably really common that so many people don't know. So before kind of you know, kind of taking that, that conversation in 2017 and then starting therapy, like whatever you feel comfortable with, but how was like mental health impacting your day to day? Uh, currently. Or even then before, like before, I mean, I'm sure oh, it's a different oh, experience now. So maybe before yeah, kind of we, your Yeah. We'll start therapy. with before. Yeah. Before I kind of had a grapple on this thing. Um, it was, it was crippling. Honestly, it was, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was a recluse for, for a very long time, which is funny because, you know, those that know me really close, my close friends were probably like, what, what the hell is going on with this guy? Like this, you know, it's not like him, but it was probably like two years where, you know, I would find any excuse not to attend any social gathering, whether it was with friends or family, um, and I think that's when Shelby kind of realized, like, um, you know, something's not right. I can tell, like, you're usually all for going. It, it could be something as simple as going out for a Sunday dinner with the family. I would be, you know, I would be horrified. And it's funny because you're with family or amongst people who you love and, and who love you, but you're still, it, it cripples you in such a way that, or it crippled myself in such a way that I didn't even want to leave the house to, to go socialize with, with the people that I'm closest to. So, um, yeah, that like, and that was, it was often, it was often yeah. for sure. Um, I still, you know, I was still going to the gym and stuff. So that was kind of my, my outlet. Um, I wasn't doing CrossFit in 2017, but, um, I was still, you know, fitness has always been something that I tried to use as an outlet. When I was a kid, like Tony said, like, you know, we're playing sports. I was playing sports seven days a week. So maybe that's what kind of took my mind off things as well as, you know, being too young to understand what was going on. But sports has always been that outlet for me. So um, turn the page to to now how I deal with it. Um, It you know, I, like, like we said, it doesn't go away. Some, some mornings I wake up and I'm like, as soon as I wake up, I'm just like, Oh, today's going to be one of those days. Hey, so you, you do what you can to try to, like I said, I've changed my relationship with it. I, it used to frustrate me because I'd wake up and be like, why, like, why am I feeling like this? Like, you know, mm. I've got a, a beautiful girlfriend, fiance, now wife, um, you know, a, a, a good job. I have a house. I, and now I have a child, like there's no reason that I should be feeling this way. And I think that happens so often people feel alone. Like you said before, Nicole, like it's such a crazy thing to think that, right? Like we're clearly not alone in this. Um, so many people deal with what stuff, um, you know, and there's so many different branches of mental health, whether it's, if you've got agoraphobia or anxiety, depression, whatever it is, it's the biggest thing that I could say is you're not alone. Right. Mm. So 
so yeah, today, you know, I, I had a cold shower this morning. Um, that's whether or not that is a real thing. If it's a placebo, I have no idea, but it seems to help me if I'm in a bit of a funk, I'll, uh, I'll have a cold shower for, for two to three minutes and it kind of, it, it snaps you out of whatever you're going through for sure. Um, and then if it's not training for me, which most of the time it is, that's kind of my favorite outlet. Um, I'll go for a run or something, just a quick, like 15 minute run. Um, I won't put headphones in. I won't listen to music. I'll just kind of be with my own thoughts and, and go oh. for, for a run. I hate running. So, uh, I'm learning to like it now. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I combat it today. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and then you can just share a little bit, like other than fitness, what other things have been instrumental in your mental health journey? I know you've shared a few different things, but yeah. What else has been like instrumental in, in changing your relationship with it? And even just that, I think that's, I think that was really interesting what you said of like waking up in the morning, and you feel the feelings, but you kind of like there is a, some level of conscious decision of like yeah. your mindset around it of like being angry at it versus just being like some level of like acceptance. Um, I don't know if acceptance is the right word, but just like this is where I am. This is the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd be sure. kind of interested to know what else is instrumental in you in your in your in your journey day to day now. So the first kind of baseline thing that. Um, my therapist kind of had me do if I started to feel anxiety or anything kind of creep up. Um, it's called CBT cognitive behavioral therapy, and it sounds way cooler than it actually is, but, um, it's, you know, when you're, if I'm feeling super anxious, okay, take a breath, like actually think about why you're feeling this way. Um, like really dive into your feelings. If, you know, if you need to jot them down, okay, I'm feeling anxious because X, Y, and Z, can you do anything to prevent it? You know, is it something that's complete? Because there'd be times where it was something that was totally out of my control and I'd be oh, freaking out about it for, for literally no reason. That's just the chemistry in my brain wanted to do that. So I find it helps if, if I jot it down, jot down my feelings, you know, if I'm feeling in a rut, jot down, okay, why? And then if you can do anything to prevent it, I find writing stuff down just totally kind of clears, clears my mind. So I might write down something that I feel like I need to do later that day to help me out. And just writing that out, it's already just alleviated my anxiety. So that's a very baseline, I, I would think, um, level of CBT, but, uh, that's, that's something I do almost on a daily basis now. So I try to, I try to write stuff down. I've got a little, little journal here that, uh, that, uh, I just keep track of my thoughts and I can go back and, you know, I'll write the date down. I was feeling anxious on whatever and kind of read through what helped me get through that day. And, you know, I, having a kid is not the, uh, it's not the cure to mental health, but you know, all I need to do is come downstairs and see him smile and I'm, I'm good for the day. So, yeah. and you guys have kids, so you can, I'm sure you agree with that. Totally. Definitely, definitely resets things for sure. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's, that's helpful of like a, 
a very useful tip. And even for you, like you have your notebook. I do something very similar. And same thing. That's like when my brain starts going, I'm like, whoa, like, and if I yeah. just try and work on being mindful and calming it down, but I'm like, what if I forget that thing? That thing's important. I just need to think about it later or do it later. So I have like a note thing on my phone, right? It's like <laughs> brain dump it. And then it tells yeah. my brain like, okay, that's like in a space where like, you need to go back to it. Like it's there, but like yeah. give it somewhere else to live. For sure. Like, mm-hmm. It's always there to process. Like that's not going anywhere. Um, and to add on to that, like for me, an additional thing that I kind of do with my things is like, I'll write out like, what is the, if, what if that actually happens? Like, what if that thing was actually a thing? Um, like, how would I handle it? And yeah. then, so it's kind of like, cool. If this like worst case scenario that my brain is like processing is a thing, like, okay, I'd be able to handle it this way. But um, I, I definitely resonated um, with just like writing it down. So that's really cool that you kind of have a process and like ability to go back and look like what was something that day that like helped me get through it. And like every day is different. And um, I also love just like hearing that the joy that like the little and remind me of your little kiddo's name. Casey. Casey. Um, yeah, they're just, they're, they're, we all have ones around the same, like zero to like this preschool age, toddler to preschool age. It's yeah. just so innocent. Like today, my little guy, Travis decided like he always say morning routine in his PJs watches his show today. He decided he wanted to get naked and read books by himself. I'm like, you do you kid. And then awesome. he came in and, he, and it's funny. You said about a cold shower. Cause he turned the bath on. He's never done this. He's wanted to like clean the bath. I'm like, sure. So he filled the bath with ice cold water and then decided he wanted to climb in. I was like, going to stop him. I was like, you know what? Like, you do you. If yeah. you want to start your day you do, man. in a cold bath, like and he climbed in and I was like, okay. But just like hey. that innocence and the exploring that they go through, it really does like, you're like, oh, if only sometimes I'm like, if only our life could be that simple. You oh, know? I know. The simple I know. things that bring them joy. You're yeah. like, wow, that bucket was just like changed your life. Or like that. My son's thing. favorite toy is um, a Tupperware container that we have. We've got a, you know, a, a third of our house is, is littered with toys and he couldn't be bothered with those, but give him a little Tupperware container and he's good for hours. So mm-hmm. <laughs> only That's life was that simple. Hey, right. You know, and I sometimes ask that if I could tell one, someone was like, what would be like a parenting tip? I'd be like that surprisingly all the toys you buy them, like Travis's for a long time. Favorite thing was like a paper towel holder with like the top oh, yeah. of the ring lids of a yeah. jar and you can put the ring lids on the paper towel. And that was life. Like, like they don't need all the things. They just want what you're doing. But, um, yeah. Cool. So that's kind of like a, a good like daily thing and a good practice that you're into for sure. And so where did like CrossFit and training kind of become part of the picture and part of kind of this journey for you? Uh, well, training I've been doing for, for years. Um, just, you know, the typical bro science training at the gym with, with buddies that I come to find out now that I was wasting my time doing that. It's like a month into CrossFit. I'm like, Hey, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. What, what why didn't i start this earlier um it's funny what my closest friend um he went to crossfit at campus for years he actually went to lss and and i think murray was his strength and conditioning coach um so he was trying to get me into crossfit for years and i was like no no man like a like boot camp what are you guys doing no i'm not doing that and he's standing in front of me with a six-pack and just in the best shape he's ever been in. and then i'm just like no no i'm not i don't i don't need that um, and then funny enough, he moved to Quebec for school. And I think I started like a week later at campus in 2019. So, um, yeah, sorry, Cecil, if you're listening, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been hooked ever since. And it, you know, the, you guys talk about all the time, the, the community at campus is awesome. So it's not only, you know, the challenge of these 
extremely difficult workouts at times. Um, but you get to, you get to do it with other people as well. So, um, you know, you build a good bond with them in the process. So yeah, I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's been awesome. Um, I wish I started sooner for sure. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I know. And I always, people always kind of go back and forth sometimes of like, I just got into CrossFit. It's feeling good. I'm going to go just take that and do that on my own. Um, in like a, a, a more just like freestyle gym space. And they're like, but then they come back of like, I miss the community, the accountability, yeah. um, all of that. So that's cool that you've stuck it with us long and that, um, the community does make an impact on you and kind of staying. Around. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't start cool. CrossFit to combat my mental health issues. Like I, you mm -hmm. know, I was dealing with it, but not in a healthy way at that time. Um, but you know, looking back now, I feel like it's, it's helped because like I said, CrossFit's not just a physical thing. It's some of these workouts are extremely mental. You gotta, Tony always yeah. says, go to that dark place. And, um, yeah, more often than not, you really do have to dig deep to, to get through some of these, these tough workouts. So mm. I feel like that's helped on the mental aspect of things for sure. Awesome. And you've had, you've had a decent amount of like even breakthroughs in your training, right? Like mental roadblocks and stuff like that. I know you had some injuries with like your shoulder and stuff yeah. and like, you know, there, there was a lot of reasons for you to not show up and not come back and do those things, but you had to like mentally gear yourself up. Be like, okay, I'm going to do this stuff. Yeah, I know it's sure. not the training that I want, but it's probably what my body needs and it's still good for me and, and all of that sort of stuff. Right. So you've had to overcome a bunch of those yeah. challenges anyway. Yeah. For sure. I, know I sounded like a broken record for about a year at the gym talking about my shoulder injury. So apologies to anybody who's in the 930 class this past <laughs> year and a bit that had to hear it on a day-to-day -day basis. But yeah, I, I took a little bit of time off from training and my mental health plummeted because I, I need it. I need that outlet for sure. Um, I know that now that I definitely need to train in some form or fashion. So, um, you know, I'm just getting back into being able to train properly and kind of back on that ascension of not, I'm not a competitive athlete by any means, but I, I'm, I'm a washed up athlete, but I like to think myself as a half decent athlete. So I'm starting to get back into it and, and I feel like I'm in a good place. So hmm, that's cool. And then to hear how you're like, I knew it was important. And then I stopped doing it and I was like, Oh yeah, that's a well, thing. Yeah. And I, and I think <laughs> COVID kind of, you know, it's unfortunate that a global pandemic had to kind of open everybody's eyes to, the fitness world and how much they needed that outlet. Right. Like, and now I was talking to a buddy the other day, like it's crazy how many of these at home things there are now like Peloton. And I, I'm sure there's a handful of other brands and, and is it Lululemon that has like a mirror mirror? Uh, yeah. yeah. Which is, it's crazy. So like I said, it sucks that it had to take a global pandemic for everybody to realize, okay, we need this. And you know, if the gyms are closed and we need it at home. So, I think uh, it did open up people's eyes that, yeah, fitness is a huge help towards mental health. Totally. Sure. And it, is, it has been cool. Like it, it kind of opened the, the, brought all the challenges, but yeah. brought a lot of like innovative opportunities and in that we definitely heard from a lot of, we had people that said, you know what, like now that I'm doing this at home thing, like this is for me and I want to keep doing it. And yeah. there's a lot of people that also were like, I need to be back in a physical space. Um, and that at home didn't work for me. I want that community. I want that connection. I want that accountability. And it's yeah. cool now that hopefully as now that things are open again, there's the space for kind of both of those, maybe fitness has reached more people at home and provided that support for people that wasn't there before. Um, yeah. and, and the in gym for the people that kind of need that because 
as great as the at-home stuff was, we definitely heard from people that like, you know, the fitness and coming to the gym is a lifeline and sure I can do it at home, but that doesn't do it for me. And, it, yeah. and I can't, I can't get into it for sure. How did you find, um, in, in the gaps where we were closed and you were working out at home, um, were you able to kind of keep yourself motivated at home or coming into a physical space? Was that something you kind of needed? Well, definitely, you know, with the help of you guys, you know, renting out equipment, barbells and stuff. It's funny, Shelby and I were, we were renting a basement suite at the time. Mm. And so I had these, I had barbells and 45s and I'm deadlifting <laughs> down there, like an absolute psychopath, but I, I, I needed to do it. And, and it, it's definitely to answer your question. It's not the same as training in a group setting yeah. or, or physically going to the gym, getting out of the house and, and going to that space knowing, okay, we got an hour and a bit to, to get after it here. So it was, it was different for sure. Um, there was a few times where, you know, I, I wanted to work on overhead stuff. If I was going to snatch or, or whatever. And I'm like, Hey, I, I can't necessarily do this down here in the basement suite. So luckily we were close by to a park and I was the psychopath at the park with barbells and doing <laughs> CrossFit workouts, but it was better than nothing. So, you know, totally. I, I appreciated you guys doing that. That was awesome. We, no one knew what the hell was going on at that time. Right. So, um, but yeah, being back in, in the physical space is, is way better mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. And it sounds it, like after, oh, go ahead, Tony. I was just, that you have an underlying theme through your, like through your training is that like things might, there might be bumps, there might be speed bumps, but injury, weather, pandemic didn't matter. Like you found, you found space for that time and it really didn't matter what was happening during that time. Yeah. As long as you were going through that exercise of like working on yourself maybe talking to community, maybe getting some exercise, some fresh air, all of those things. But it didn't really matter what it was as long as you made time for it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. You need to make the time for that stuff. I personally do. Like, like I said, you know, I, I need this outlet because I'll, I'd be a nightmare to be around if, uh, if I didn't have it. Fair, fair. Um, so kind of with that, we've kind of touched on a few things as well, but what do you do when you start to feel your mental health um, struggles showing up day to day was there anything else outside of you you know kind of your writing showing up at fitness that you want to share about um well like i touched on at the beginning i i do i still see a therapist um mm -hmm. we don't have it was weekly for a while and i kind of you know i'm still a work in progress I'm, i definitely don't want to make it seem like i'm some kind of mental mm -hmm. health guru over here i'm i'm pretty green when it comes to this stuff but um talking to somebody is huge. It's, it's the biggest thing that you can do or that I've done so far. It's, it's helped me the most. So sometimes talk, sitting down with a loved one isn't always, you know, it's good. Obviously communication's huge, but having kind of an unbiased opinion from mm. somebody that doesn't really know you a whole lot. Um, I mean, it's their job to kind of help you peel back the layers, but it's, uh, it's been huge. It's been instrumental for, for my, I don't even want to say I'm, I haven't overcome this, whatever the word mm -hmm. is, but changing my relationship with mental health, it's, it's helped huge. So, mm -hmm. you know, I can't preach that enough. Like, like we said, you're, you're not alone. It's the biggest, the hardest step for myself was actually reaching out. And now that I've done that, it was like a massive weight off my shoulders. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, today, if, if I were to have kind of a, 
you know, an anxiety episode, or if I was starting to feel like I was in a funk, um, again, I would start by writing down, you know, why am I feeling this way? And, and if that's kind of not cutting it, then I would, I would book a session with, with my therapist and, and go from there. That's awesome. I think, you know, you kind of people say like, oh, I'm not a guru. I don't know if like, who am I to talk about this? And that's just like, whether it's mental health or business or anything, that's like the imposter syndrome or feeling like you have to be like at a certain point to talk about it, but just yeah. like sharing your journey and where you at. And if you're at the middle or wherever you're at in the ongoing wave of like anything yeah. is like people just like, if you're one step ahead or not even just like, I am in the same place. Like oh, I'm hearing my story. That's really helpful to hear somebody else say the thing that I'm experiencing um, and that there's like so much power in just kind of like supporting each other and just like being open, like having these vulnerable conversations where we're just sharing the truth of where we're at. Like yeah. someone will hear this and be like, oh, like, and at first the hardest thing I was going to say was like, re same thing for me. The first time I called a therapist, it was on my to-do list for months. And I Google it and try to find someone. I'm like, eh. and the hardest one is like booking that first appointment and just doing it. And that's yeah. like anything, any, no matter what we tell anybody, whether it is like coming to the gym or starting a new business thing or doing anything for yourself, the yeah. hardest step is doing it. And the longer you leave it, and this is my own experience is like, it builds up to like this bigger impossible task that like, isn't even really the case. For sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and just, and just doing it. So yeah, I think before I went to book my first appointment. I think I hung up about like four times before I was just like, all right, yeah, let's just, just do it. Like set the phone down, put it on speaker so I couldn't touch it. Um, yeah, it, it's tough, but it's, it's crucial. I, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you don't mind me asking this question, I think this is interesting. I know someone else right now, um, who's looking for a therapist and it's a little bit hard, like, looking online and Googling, there's always ads that come up for certain things. So do you have any kind of help or direction of like, how did you, when you made the decision of, Hey, I want to like go out and get some help, um, sharing any of the steps that you took to like connect yourself with help? Yeah. So I'm guilty of being one of those people that, you know, I could be on, I would Google it and there's just, there's almost too many options. And like, where do you start? Um, so I actually had a friend who mm -hmm. she had a extremely tough year and uh, she had been seeing someone for a couple months and she said it was, it was huge for her. So I got a referral. Um, mm. That's how, that's how I found the place that I'm currently at. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's so hard. Like, you know, there's so many resources out there, but like I said, there's almost too many and it's like, okay, where the hell do I start? Like, what do I know for, for guys, there's one that's like specific catered to guys who are nervous to, to talk about mental health. Um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. There's tons of ads on the radio for it as well. Um, so that was the one I was initially going to go with because it kind of fit the bill. I, I, I am a male and I was terrified to, to open up emotionally about it. So um, but yeah, I, I kind of lucked out. I had a friend who, who kind of got the ball rolling, set me up that way. So mm. I can't thank them enough. Awesome. And you know what? My experience is very similar. I was like Googling, Googling, couldn't find it, reading reviews. And in the end it was a friend who was like, I'm going to this place. Like you can't yeah. use my same therapist, but they have a bunch of therapists <laughs> and, um, um, like reach out and a referral. And I think that's kind of a similar message to the person I was just speaking to um, recently who was looking also a male, having a hard time finding somebody. And someone told him, 
just like make a call to that place. And if you have one session and after that session, you're like, oh, we don't really align, then try something else that's yeah. better than maybe not at all. And maybe that therapist would be like, hey, this is what you're looking for. Here's my referral to somebody who is kind of like a better thing. So I think that's kind of good advice is ask the friends because you trust people, trust people and you trust the people for that sure. are going to recommend it because Google is hella overwhelming right now. Yeah. Um, and I think there's probably more people than ever now taking advantage and using services over this last two years um, than ever before. And so like the ads are real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Okay, so um, if you could change one thing in a way that we approach mental health as a society or community, what would that be? That is a very good question. I just think, <laughs> you know, it's probably the easiest answer, but it's, it's just the stigma on towards mental health, right? I, I, I'm a guy, I can only speak on, on our side of things, but there is that stigma of, oh, you got to be Mr. Macho Man, not talk about your feelings and stuff. And, you know, I grew up in a household that was, it was just my dad and I. So, you know, love my dad to death, but we were never emotionally, we never talked about our feelings. Um, I don't think that comes as a surprise, which is, that's part of the problem, right? Like that should be a surprise. It, it shouldn't be um, just, oh, well, that's that's kind of how it goes. So if we could change something, that's that's what I would like to change is, you know, mm. and I'm still guilty of it. Like I told you guys, I, there's a select few who I've sat down and, and had this conversation with. So it I should be able to speak to everyone about it now and, you know, even having this conversation with you guys, that kind of shows how far I've come, but mm. yeah, it, there's such a bad stain on mental health and it, it is getting better now that more people are coming forward and talking about it, but it sucks that people are hesitant and afraid to do so. It's, it's really crappy. Mm. I feel like that's going to make an impact on like our future generation. I think there's a lot of things, yeah. like a lot of things. And like, I wish someone at a younger age told me about mindfulness or that I had the ability to actually like quiet my thoughts in my brain. Like I had no concept of that until I was an adult. And that was already like spiraling. I literally remember yeah. being like, what? Like, what do you mean your thoughts aren't facts? And my thoughts are me. It was like, actually, no, like your thoughts are there for a purpose. But like just yeah. all those types of things of just like mindfulness and mental health, like the impact and the decisions by us and people now being more open to therapy is going to totally change the relationship with our kids and our kids experience and just being more aware of that hopefully will like help those them um as they kind of grow up and it's just, it's different it's different than it was like, right whether it was like your own home experience but I feel like in general that is not something when we were kids that was talked about in the way it is now for sure yeah well like the straw that kind of broke the camel's back for myself was when I find, found out that we were having a child I was, you know, I was elated for sure, but I was also like, okay, I need to get my crap together because, you know, I'm about to be a role model for somebody. And like you said, like this future generation, it's, it's even, you know, not so much my generation, but maybe kind of the younger crowd now that has had Instagram all throughout high school and stuff. Like, how can you not have mental health issues when you're constantly looking at glorified stuff all the time right like uh, mm -hmm. these poor young girls that see just models 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 and they're like hey well now i need to look like that it's I'm so happy i have a son um but <laughs> i can imagine having a, a a daughter dealing with that it's 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 
crazy, right? So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I wanted to make sure I kind of had a grapple on this stuff so that, you know, when he's starting to deal with things, hopefully at that point, I'm educated enough where I can, you know, sit him down and make sure that he's okay to talk about whatever he needs to talk about. I'm, I'm always going to be here for him. So Love it. Um, so if you could go back and give your 20 year old self, I mean, you're still 20 in your 20s. I'm in so my like, 20s. Yeah. 28. You're like your late 20s. Let's go like back to your late teen or early 20s. self. <laughs> um, any tips on how to manage your mental health or any like future life stress? Like what would it be? Any like, if you go back and tell yourself something, what would you tell yourself? Another very good question. I would tell myself just be your authentic self. Don't, don't try to be anything you're not, you know, and it's especially a teenager. Yeah. You want to, you know, like I said, I was going through this stuff for sure without even realizing it. Um, and I would be a recluse at times. And I just kind of thought that was how I was wired, but you know, I now realize that I'm the happiest when I'm my authentic self. So that's what I would tell my younger self is, you know, don't worry about it. Be your authentic self and and you'll find happiness that way for sure. Mm-hmm. The kind of like quote that came to my mind during that was like, knowledge is power a little bit. Like yeah, just yeah. like being, being yourself, like awareness and knowledge um, and just kind of like owning that, like this is who I am um, is, yeah. Yeah. Helpful life yeah. advice. I'm going to yeah. diddle that. I would give myself that advice. Yeah, there you go. Be yourself younger. Be yourself. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, awesome. So, Brody, is there any other, like, resources or things you'd like to share with us as we kind of, like, wrap up this episode? Um, I don't have any specific resources. I mean, like I said, there's so much out there, and it can be overwhelming at times. And there's mm-hmm. so many different avenues of, of mental health that people are dealing with. So everyone's kind of got their a unique thing going on um but try to use resources that are out there that's all i can say you know there's as much as we said there's almost too much online just try to kind of dial that in talk talk to people for sure talk Mm -hmm. about it don't be afraid to talk about what you're going through with loved ones um that was my biggest fear was just talking about it and it ended up being the best thing. And like I said, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, there's no way I'd be having this conversation. So by sitting down and talking to people, it's, it's helped me do that more so with others. And um, yeah, now I'm, now I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to kind of share my story and I'm still a work in progress. I'm an extremely flawed person, but that's another thing that I would tell my younger self is, you know, you're never going to be perfect. So don't, don't, don't worry about it. You know, there's going to be bumps along the way. Just, just move past it. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of all I got for you guys, unless you have any more questions for me. Yeah. And no, I think that's awesome. I think it's like really cool that you're in a place now where you can talk about it and like, you know, can't mm-hmm. share enough that, you know, talking about it is, is so helpful to so many people. Um, and yeah, we just really appreciate you like taking the time um, and sharing the story with us. Anytime, sure. anytime. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. Awesome. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. No problem. Awesome. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Ciao.